Welcome to the Goldmine Podcast. I'm Shauna Kathleen, and I'm your host. If you're committed to creating your life and building the vision, come with me. If you haven't picked up on it yet, I'm going to consistently talk about somatic sales and money for the foreseeable future. I will still continue to have guests on here and talk about the things that I love and I may drop little tiny podcasts for you based off of previous recordings here and there but I have a love for conscious heart-centered sales and I have a love for the somatic work that I do and so I paired them together and I am so in love with what it makes possible for me and my clients, what it's made possible for me and my clients over the course of the last two years. And I'm just excited to show you and teach you and bring you along for the ride. And one of the things that I love about sales practice and the continued embodiment of my leadership through my sales conversations, whether that's on the phone, in DMs, in my content, being the way that I present myself when I meet or speak with my current clients is the ways that it supports me in all other areas of my life. Today, I'm going to talk about assuming financial success, which is something I had my Firebird girls do within the last two years. And it's a really awesome exercise to bring ourselves to a place of non-judgment so we don't prejudge the people that we're talking to that are interested in the services that we have to offer. Before I dive into that, I really just want to talk about how sales can feel selfish. Talking about sales, the word sales, business, closing rate, all of these things can bring about a somatic response of contraction in our body. And they can seem selfish. Maybe our brain assumes that people that talk about these things are selfish and there are better things to talk about. And I'm here to change that paradigm because the more I embody the version of me who practices somatic sales, which you're going to keep learning what this is, it is using the knowledge of the body to support the collective evolution through our individual results. The more I practice this, the more it overlaps and unfolds and blooms into the rest of my life. And I think that you'll see the same thing if you haven't already being in business. Our, our business, even though it is not us and is a separate entity from us, our business is, is the, the greatest teacher that I've had to teach me about how to approach life. And what an even greater teacher than talking about making money in business and making an income and making a fantastic income. So that's why I'm here. That's where I'm headed. And today I just want to talk about a really easy practice and a little experiment that you can do if you're feeling like when you're getting on or talking to potential clients, you're wondering if they have money, you're judging all of their little comments and micro movements, if you're seeing them on video, seeing if they look like they're in a place of lack or poor or maybe rich. And there's a lot of prejudging happening. And that prejudgment is going to directly reflect our communication in the sales conversation. And that communication is with more than just words. That communication is with our being and our energy and 
our assumptions that are not so slyly hidden even when we try to hide them. One thing I learned, not one thing because I learned a million, one of the biggest tricks I've learned is not learning not to prejudge. And I think I talked about this story in a different podcast. Back when I was doing door-to-door, door-to-door sales, I had a week's worth of leads in a trailer park, which no, never mind to anybody that lives in a trailer park. In my mind, even if they were great people with great intentions, trailer park home dwellers didn't have great credit. And in order for me to create commission for myself, I had to sell to people that had good credit because they wouldn't be accepted through the company that I worked for, for the product without it. And so we ran a credit check and I got these weeks worth of leads in a trailer park and I was bummed. And I had a conversation with my boss about not prejudging. That was one of the main rules. And so I got amped up. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to go connect with everybody out there. I know that everybody living in a trailer park knows each other. And so I can create a little name for myself in the community in the next week. And who knows, maybe maybe some money will come from it. But regardless, I'm going to have a great time and do my best not to judge. And I had already been practicing prejudging at this point. This story is really cool because at the end of that week, I had made $1,200, which was... A $1,000 week was a, a big win in this company. And I had made $1,200 through 10 sales in the trailer park because I decided not to prejudge. And so there I, I got slapped in the face with why am I assuming these, this about people who live in a trailer park? That assumption got thrown out of the window, which is fantastic for my worldview, I may say so. Because of all of the conditions and programs that we had about money and the people who had or didn't have it and what they look like and what they do and how they act. And so that was one of the funnest weeks and the easiest weeks of money in that door-to-door business. I also had another $1,200 week, which actually was in a ritzy neighborhood and the work was a little bit harder, which was interesting. Um, So that was my really a foundational moment for me to learn not to prejudge by what people look like, what they wear, how they speak, what they talk about. And then when I decided to start Gold Mines, my very first sales call with a woman who I was doing my best to not prejudge, even though I could feel the judgments come up, I ended up having a fantastic call with her because I already knew conversation flow and I had been I had gone through an awakening up to this point where I knew how to get my emotions right. And I did switch the prejudging when I caught myself doing it. And my very first sales call, I definitely thought in the back of my mind that she was going to say no. And I knew that all I could do was show up the best way that I knew how. And she was a $2,800 pay in full. She put 800 down that day and then got the rest of the money together before we spoke on our first call. And paid the rest in full. And that was my first foundational lesson in coaching and not prejudging. Because she was coming to me to change her life, which brings a whole different level to the game. And I think where we can get tripped up in sales conversations or 
in writing our content or speaking to potential clients is we judge every fucking move they make and we make it mean something about their wallet. And it that's, it's so not effective. And I know when I do it and I really think about it, I feel like a shitty human in the process because I know different and I know better. And I've met a thousand people at this point that have shown me differently and and molded my worldview to realize that we don't know anything about anybody. Why are we judging? Well, that's obvious because we're working to make money. And we want to make sure that our time is put well spent towards the people who have the money to spend. And I think that there's something to say about that. And I think that as we develop our businesses and as we develop our sixth sense and as we develop our somatic knowing, we are going to be able to find those people easier who are ready to invest and ready to do whatever it takes to make it, whether or not that means they have 20 grand saved and they want to spend five on you, or whether that means they're going to open a credit card to do it because they know that it's time for them to change their lives. That is an effect that I know comes with time. And so I am here to remind you that if this is happening and if you find yourself prejudging, because let's not also forget I know in my experience, in the experience of my clients who I taught sales, that we've also prejudged and gotten slapped in the face in the other direction where we're going to assume that this person has an income and has a savings because they talk about it on the sales call and they talk about how they're ready to invest and they talk or seem to be a certain way or seem to come off a certain way or dress or communicate a certain way and then it's nothing or it's a ghosting. And I think that it's the same fundamental challenge that happens on both of these ends. And it means that we're prejudging. And if you want to have the least amount of sales conversations, because I know that I want to have the least amount of sales conversations with the best turnaround of soul aligned clients, one of the fundamental things is learning not to do this and not to prejudge. Because on the one end, where we assume that it means we assume that they're God, their micro movements and their speech or their the background in the camera that's messy or whatever the hell it is. We're going to assume that that means that they don't have the, what's the word I want? It's not accessories. It's resources to invest. We're assuming they don't have the resources to invest based on whatever we're assuming, based on whatever our conditions were growing up. When that happens, we are not going to put as much heart into the conversation if we're slyly assuming that they don't have the money and that's going to stop them. Because we're going to guide the conversation around our belief that they don't have the money or can't find the money. And on the opposite end, if we assume, like, straight ahead assume that somebody has the money and it's no problem for them to invest. We are going to cater the conversation around the fact that they're probably a yes versus having a human to human conversation about what they want, what they're scared of, what they see for themselves and deeply, deeply connecting and to see if we can support them in creating the life that they want. Get out of their wallet. So here's the practice for this. It's called assuming success. And I like, now this is strange because 
it's COVID times and not a lot of us are going out. So you can utilize this in whatever way that works for you. You can do it with TV shows. You can do it with social media pictures or videos. Or maybe if you do go out to the grocery store or connect with people outside of your house, do this anywhere that you see other people. I want you to go out and no matter who you see, I want you to assume that they have financial success. Reminder, this does not mean that they have spiritual success, family success, health success. I only want you to go out and assume that that everybody has financial success. And, and, And then start to see the narratives that you make up around people. Allow that narrative to happen. It's really cool. I know for me... I got to see how often I was creating stories that people were not financially successful. And I know that that fed me to my detriment. And so even if it's some homeless dude on the corner downtown, if you're assuming financial success, why do you think he's choosing to do that? Or the rude lady in line at the Starbucks. Other than thinking that she's had a shit day with her spouse at home and all she can do is go and order a nice coffee to find some some love in her boring, terrible life, maybe she had a million dollar business meeting that something went wrong on and this is her freaking out one time out of the whole year and you got to witness it. But she's actually helping millions of people. We don't know. I'll tell you another thing that I see with people who do work like we do. And I'm not excluding myself. I'm not excluding my clients. I think this happens. This is a stage that happens in personal and business development. And this is a stage I'm very happy to not be in anymore. Where we get to this place where we see that we can create our lives. We see that we can build the vision. We see that we're abundant beyond measure and we can't escape it even if it's not monetarily shown in our bank accounts and we assume that nobody else is doing the work we assume that nobody else understands we assume that everybody else is acting out of scarcity and lack and how effective do you think that is to us creating our lives because all that does is puts us up on a pedestal and that energy is never inviting either when somebody thinks they're better than us or that we're less than them. That's never a great thing to feel. And we do it. Somewhere along our process of evolution in personal business or spiritual development, that's something that happens. Then we get angry at the world because we want people to see the world different. Can you see how this is? It's all prejudging. We do not know anything other than what we believe about ourselves And the beliefs that we can see with the people closest to us. We really don't know Jack. I have this interesting conversation with Adam before about fat shaming. Which is a really very real thing. I find there's some people who I love that do this. 
And I like to play with the narrative. And so the the question I asked Adam, we were chatting about this, and I was like, listen, let's say that you see a 400-pound man sitting at a McDonald's table eating two Big Macs and whatever else he has on the table alone. What's the story you're going to make up about him? Well, you're going to make up a story, most people will make up a story that he doesn't care about his health, that he's probably depressed beyond anything that we could imagine, that he's probably, he probably doesn't have a relationship. Maybe he hasn't had sex in a while, right? And I know I'm getting really deep here because I want you to to see how we really don't know anything. A lot of people make up disgusting stories about things and people, about people doing things that they don't agree with. They make up stories about that person. It's like Schrodinger's cat, right? It's a paradox. Both things can exist at the same time. So we see this man at a McDonald's with a shit ton of food, and we can make up that one story. It doesn't support our view of the collective. It doesn't support him as a human, and it doesn't support us, really, because of the thoughts that, what those thoughts do to our body. Or, like, that is just as possible as... Maybe he just lost a hundred pounds and he decided to go eat that meal to celebrate his successes because he's been committed. That is just as possible as well as a thousand other stories that are just as possible. What it boils down to is nobody owes us an explanation for their actions and we do not know anybody's story behind why they do what they do and why they are who they are and what their intentions are or emotions are in this life. It's a very, it's a very large thing and we somehow seem to think we know what's good for people. We can have our own opinions. I think it's important to have our own stance and our own opinions and our own experience. To make somebody wrong for something that means nothing about anything else about them, that includes weight, that includes their home, that includes their style, that includes their speech, that includes that includes what they decide to do with their careers, that includes how they decide to make money, that includes how they decide to spend money, that includes anything that we tend to pair over other things. It's not okay and it's not serving us. And that paradoxical truth is just as possible for everybody that you see that you don't know jack shit about. This is a very extreme example. I'm aware of that. I know that it's something that even the spiritual community does, and I want to utilize it for this specific podcast to paint a picture about prejudging, and fat shaming is a huge issue. At least I can speak for America, and I know when I was almost 200 pounds, the thoughts that I would think about myself and the judgments that I could feel from other people, even if it was simply just pity were not supporting me in my own evolution. And I think that although this example is extreme, it can paint a beautiful picture for how we don't actually know anything and how there can be a thousand truths that could be true for anybody that we see that are doing things we like or do not like. Um, So please utilize this. Know that I see the seriousness in the conversation and know that I'm not just talking about fat shaming to make us more money. I'm talking about collectively not judging people.
And so go play, go play with the fact, go play with the narrative that everybody has financial success and see the stories you create. And then you'll feel yourself recalibrate to more abundance. You will feel yourself recalibrate to more abundance, feel your narrative about money, money flow, income change, release all of these judgments that are clouding our success and the success of our potential clients and bring all of those reference points and those new set points to your belief system to these sales conversations and see how it changes everything. Assume financial success and you will notice a hell of a lot of difference in your conversations and in your life. And tell me how it's worked for you. Tell me what you love. Tell me any takeaways. Let me know if you have any questions. You can email me at hello at shaunacathleen.com. I have currently started offering human design readings. If you're interested in that, I'll be talking more and more about that. It's something I've been studying for a year and a half. And I'm currently putting together a training called Kick Sales Ick why your conversations aren't converting hell yes clients. So I actually go over five mistakes I see and five things to fix it. So keep an eye out for that. If you're not following me on Instagram, you can find me at at shauna.kathleen and Facebook is my name as well. Come join the Goldmine Facebook classroom group if you want more insider stuff. Next week, I'm hoping I can get permission from the guy who did the interview with me, but my shaman friend Hank put on a huge summit. It was a 12-hour live for World Peace, and I was one of the featured speakers, which was amazing. It was so fun. I learned so much, again, about my speaking capabilities and my leadership and things I could do better and things that I do well, and I talked about the cycle of self-expression in that 30 minutes. And so I'm hoping I can get the audio and bring that into next week's podcast. But if I cannot, I will see you next week with something else awesome. As well as a thousand other stories that are just as possible. What it boils down to is nobody owes us an explanation for their actions. And we do not know anybody's story behind why they do what they do and why they are who they are and what their intentions are or emotions are in this life. It's a very, it's a very large thing. And we somehow seem to think we know what's good for people. We can have our own opinions. I think it's important to have our own stance and our own opinions and our own experience. But to make somebody wrong for something that means nothing about anything else about them, that includes weight, that includes their home, that includes their style, that includes their speech, that includes their... That includes what they decide to do with their careers, that includes how they decide to make money, that includes how they decide to spend money, that includes anything that we tend to pair over other things. It's not okay and it's not serving us. 